and welcome to The Gist. I am your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week breaking down all of the things happening across pop culture. And of course, that means we're going to cover all the things happening on Bravo from last week. So many shows. Um, but first, I guess a quick note, if you haven't been following The Gist and this is somehow your first episode, and you're expecting to hear anything about Vanderpump Rules last week, that explosive finale of the reunion. Uh, we covered that last week. Guys, I had to bring you my thoughts. I had to bring you the recap right away. So last Thursday, we dropped our final of a three-part series uh, recap on this explosive Vanderpump Rules reunion. And my God, the minute it ended and we closed up shop and we finished recording the last recap, it dawned on me, it's over. I have no more Scandaval episodes to watch. We have we have reached the end and I can't help but want more. I just need more. So I know that these kids are going to give us more. I know there's going to be more to the story. So we'll be covering the hot topics as it happens. But, you know, it was just kind of sad. We had this like explosive four weeks of just so much, so much to cover. And then it ended. And it went out with a bang. It was great. So if you haven't heard my thoughts and you haven't listened to that recap, you can find it, of course, at The Gist, anywhere the podcasts are. But um, today, we still have plenty of content for our Bravo break breakdown because we got the real Housewives of OC. These, This is our OG Housewives franchise. This is the originals, right? So OC is back. We got the premiere this week right before the Vanderpump Rules reunion. And then we've got the reunion um, conclusion for Summer House that we've got to talk through. And then fireworks, shots fired. It was an insane episode of our Real Housewives of New Jersey, part two of the reunion. It was giving. So we're going to get right into it. I think we're going to start right with Summer House, uh, put kind of a pin in this season. You know, it's been a it's been a roller coaster season because there's been things where it was like it was down. There wasn't a lot going on. Uh, the first episode of the reunion was a little strange because it felt like we were fighting about things that never happened in the season. It was a lot of like people putting news out or news articles out and hot tips and it was it was just it was too much we weren't like talking enough about what was happening so i was glad that we kind of really got into what happened on camera over the season in this episode um it picks up right where you know Paige versus Lindsay. uh i you know i think that the the two of them were just like going after each other Lindsay came or they both came activated but Paige really came activated it's like get that girl out of a bed and she comes alive I don't know why producers don't force her out of a bed more because she was there. She was not playing. Um, you know, uh, Paige kind of ended the last episode by calling uh, Lindsay and Carl both nuts. Um, and so we get the the pickup of that. And Lindsay uh, really gagged her with, uh, I think she re re returned it with, I'd rather be nuts than boring. And uh, yeah, she, Paige was caught off guard by that. And she just kind of like, is stunned for a minute and like kind of just like sits back and like you know she you can tell she like really wants to fire something back but can't think of anything so she's just like um bitch it was amazing um but then we get into you know as i mentioned into what actually happened in the season and so we start talking about the kyle and carl relationship you know they really show kind of how that friendship has kind of 
evolved and it was like two best friends coming into this house this summer it was they were divided there was awkwardness it was obviously about like their working relationship and then it all kind of led up to you know kyle at this dinner venting and very inappropriately uh sharing that uh, carl came to work coked up one day and so that got addressed and i think that you know there's um I think it handled it was handled very well. I mean, Kyle, you know, seemed very remorseful for the comment. He he kind of backed down. He was like, you know, that's not for me to have put out there. That was your thing. And Carl was like, absolutely. I wish that he's like, it wasn't it wasn't untrue, but it was something that I wish I could have you know talked about instead of you. Um, and they ended in a good place. You know, some of the other notes from that conversation is that Carl, you know, admitted that he did appreciate that Danielle had fierce loyalty in that moment and the way that she defended Carl and told Kyle, like, this was not right. Um, and then we also learn, which was really heartbreaking, that Carl started talking and, and comparing kind of what Kyle had done here to on um, uh, Carl's first season of the show. He brought up that his brother had a heroin addiction and you know, he, he talked about how that was so damaging for his brother and his relationship because his brother wasn't there to defend it. And he was talking about something so deeply personal that his brother had no way of like stepping in and taking the narrative. And so Carl really kind of um, compared it to that moment. And uh, we obviously know that um, Carl's brother uh, passed away a couple of years ago now. I think it's like a year and a half or two years ago. Um, but Carl said that he never really got a chance to apologize for that and really understand that perspective. And, you know, he that's one of his regrets. So um, so they have that conversation. It's it's very touching. They they have a nice sort of makeup moment. And, uh, and then everyone wants to take a bathroom break. They go through uh, the break and <laughs> And as Andy is walking out, he's like, Paige checked in uh, or Paige clocked in or something like that. And it's like, yes, she did. She's here to play. And again, get her out of a bed because let's, you know, let's get her clocked in more often. She needs to clock in for the show. So after the bathroom break, we run through all the relationships in the house. So we talk about Sam and Corey, you know, they're and kind of like Corey was had mentioned he's not interested in Sierra because there was a moment where Sierra was like, yeah, I might be interested in Corey. Um, and so they talk through that. Sam and Corey are still together. Uh, Paige and Craig are discussed. You know, why people are, you know, talking about like, well, why does Paige need to move to Charleston? Why can't Craig move to New York? Um, it, it's kind of just the same story that we've heard before. Craig wouldn't make it in New York. Paige, at some point when she gets married and has kids, wants to settle down. Charleston seems like the better place than New York. So they talked through that. Then we get to Maya and Oliver. We learn about the cheating. Maya reveals that there was actually 11 women that he cheated with while he was with her. So yikes. And um, and then I don't know, like there was some sexual tension between Maya and Chris. And apparently like some comment where Chris was like going to hang out and he was like, we should have pancakes. And... Maya was like, sounds good. And he's like, so should I come over tonight or tomorrow morning for them? And, you know, he's, it was some game and, um, but interesting. Cause we'll see where that kind of goes. Maybe, maybe there are some, uh, some feelings between those two, or maybe they're both just trying to like secure a spot for next season because outside of that, we really didn't hear from them at all. I mean, Chris was like basically a mute in the, um, 
in this reunion. Like he had nothing to bring. So I don't know how he's going to return, but we'll see. And then we get into the Danielle and Robert breakup um, and talking about that relationship. Uh, there was, you know, Danielle kind of just talks through, like, he's a chef. He ultimately, like, made a decision that he wasn't going to settle down his life, that he was not going to stop, you know, going to Aspen uh, for work. And so they just needed to, they came to an end. Um, but then that sort of kicked off another fight between Danielle and Lindsay, because Lindsay kind of was like, I think you were projecting your issues on Robert, um, on her and Carl's relationship. And, you know, Robert then, uh, we learned, reached out to Carl and said that he also felt as though Danielle was projecting what was going on between the two of them on Lindsay and Carl. Um, and, you know, Danielle was like, oh, interesting that he reached out to you, but hasn't reached out to me. Um, and then when Andy had asked Danielle, you know, has anyone on the cast reached out since you guys broke up? And she said, everyone except for Carl and Lindsay. Um, and so it's it goes on, which then leads into like this sort of the Trace Amigas or whatever they called themselves. Um, the Trace Amigas being OC, but uh, but they also called themselves like the the three amigos or something. Um, but it's Danielle, Carl, and Lindsay and you know, I think Andy was like really trying to just like, what was at the heart of this problem? And is it truly broken or where do we go from here? And, you know, we learn like, I, I personally think Lindsay was mad at Danielle because she was talking to the girls on the other side of the couch. So she was talking to Paige. She was talking to Amanda. It, she was talking to Sierra. It was less, and those girls don't like her. It was less about her talking i think it was about who she was talking to that got her so upset um and then you know i think that the conversation about the engagement and whether or not like danielle was justified in feeling anything at all really about the fact that carl didn't tell her was really really the center of this conversation and you know carl and Lindsay are like we didn't need to tell like we were keeping it a big secret but then everyone kind of was like well all the guys knew and you know carl's like well yeah some of the guys knew and then you know andy was like well but then didn't all the people that had to fly in all of those people that had to travel like they all knew and he's like well yeah they all knew and so it eventually comes out that you know carl's like well basically like I didn't tell any of the girls in the house and even Andy makes the comment of like, but isn't Danielle somebody different than just a girl in the house? If this is Lindsay's best friend, don't you see why she is a bit shocked? And so then it goes back to the conversation and of like, you know, when they sat down and Carl mentioned that he was buying rings and Danielle screamed into a pillow and, you know, it's just like, he was like, why would I share with you after that? And, you know, Carl was just not letting off the gas with that. He like stood up at one point and, you know, was really like projecting and saying like, no, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, this is the most important day of my life. And I'm sorry that I didn't make it about you or prioritize telling you, but this wasn't about you. And, you know, it's, you know, Lindsay doesn't understand why she's so upset by it all, which is not shocking. Um, I mean, it is shocking, but it's not shocking that it's Lindsay. And then, you know, it just got to a place where it really was just so toxic and they just were like both kind of hurling things at each other. And 
it was all it was all the same things that we have heard over the summer and over the season and you know i think that andy did a really good job he like facilitated getting them both to a common ground because he had to kind of say like well you were heard about this and you were heard about this and can't you guys both agree on these two points if you take all of the emotion out of it and you know lindsay was resistant at first but i think that he broke through a bit and I thought he did a really nice job of that. You know, I last week I mentioned that Andy's been getting a little too comfortable and a little too involved in the drama with some of the comments that he's making. And we'll get into New Jersey here in a minute. But um, but this was like a moment in where I felt like his hosting duties were appropriate. Like he stepped in to try to bridge a path forward for these two friends. And I think he did a really good job. And I think, you know, it's, um, it remains to be seen. They sort of like ended, it wasn't like, you know, all bad. They, I think they both sort of saw common ground. It seemed like both of them were able to kind of put a smile on their faces that was real for the first time. And they, you know, they wrapped up the season. And then I thought what was really nice is that, uh, you know, there was, you know, the they kind of wrap up uh, being at the reunion and you get a, a note coming up on the screen that says um, that later that evening or something. And I was like, oh God, what what's gonna happen? We're gonna like see some fight breaking out or something. And it was a picture uh, that Carl had texted to Andy thanking him for the way that he facilitated the conversation. And he was out at dinner with some friends and you saw Danielle and Lindsay were both sitting at the same table a couple of people away from each other. So, um, you know, baby steps and we'll see where these two go. You know, it is, it's the summer now. So we don't really, I haven't heard anything much about filming and production on Summer House. And I don't know. I don't know if, we, if we're at a pause with them or if they're trying to like retool some things, but yeah, it's, we haven't heard much. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with these two, but hopefully that means that these two can repair and, and move forward. Um, but that's about all with Summer House. Getting into New Jersey, guys, this was, this is just such a insane episode. And it was, I think it was the season high in terms of ratings, um, which makes so much sense. But also when you hear that, you're like, okay, well, these people are not, these ladies are not going anywhere. Like this is your cast. Melissa and Teresa have plenty more to do here. And I still stand by that Melissa doesn't have a, st a storyline without Teresa, but Melissa for the first time is really, really going there. She's really like fighting and, you know, firing off insults and she's, she's matching Teresa with some of her pettiness too. And I think that that is becoming really explosive. It's also what's making it very toxic. So I don't really know where we're going to go, but to get into the episode, it picks up where we kind of la last learned that Teresa thinks that Melissa and Joe may have something to do with putting her and Joe in jail. And, um, you know, they're talking about, uh, like Andy's like, you know, trying to get clarity on what that means. And he says, uh, or, or Teresa says that they were hanging out with people who put me in jail. And, you know, I thought what was a little interesting is that she said they were hanging out with people who put me in jail. And Melissa replies with, I don't even know the man you're talking about. And 
So I was a little confused because Teresa said people and then Melissa seemed to know about a specific man. So I don't know. I don't know if that was like a slip of the tongue or if that was like some bad editing and that we missed Teresa saying who it was, but I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, this all comes out that, you know, Jacqueline is the one that told Teresa this. And then Melissa's like, oh, well, you want to talk about Jacqueline? Let me show you some text messages that Jacqueline sent to Jackie. And, you know, they're basically just like Jacqueline badmouthing Teresa. We've later seen, if you haven't seen it, they landed online. We saw the entire context of the conversations where Jackie was really baiting uh, Jacqueline into saying a lot of that stuff. And, you know, it, whether it was good or not, it's never good. But, um, but, you know, Melissa really thought she brought something there with those receipts. And uh, Teresa was like, oh, no, honey, like Jacqueline's going to be coming after you. Like she's got stuff on you and she's coming for you when this all wraps. And um, even Dolores got into the mix and she was like, sleep with one eye open. She was like, yeah, this is bad for you, Melissa. You're going down. So I need to know instantly, what does Jacqueline have on Melissa? I need to know. Like, Jacqueline's in Vegas, but like, can we move her back to Jersey for a season? Because that is how I see this series going next. You have Melissa and Teresa, and you need somebody that's going to bring some heat. And if Jacqueline's got that heat, bring her back. So I don't know. And then also, you know, uh, Teresa was like, yeah, I take back the thing about Caroline putting me in jail. I think it was you guys. And so maybe there's a path forward where Caroline comes back, but we also know Caroline has said since all of the drama at Ultimate Girls Trip um, that she will not be doing Housewives anymore. So who knows? But I am ready to know what Jacqueline is going to say about Melissa. Like, bring it on. Sounds amazing. Um, and, you know, then I guess we get into Jennifer and Rachel and their, their, you know, fight about the nose job comments and some of the things that were being said. And, uh, you know, this is where I think that Andy gets too biased and plays too much of a role that is inappropriate is at one point he says, like, I don't know, Rachel says something to like him, like, can we like calm her down so that we can like get a word in or something? And his response was, oh, don't worry, she'll run out of gas in a second. I think that's like really disrespectful. I mean, it's hilarious, but that's also not his job to do that. Like one, if one of the other ladies said it, I think that would be really funny, but I don't know. It felt kind of weird. Andy, Andy saying it. And also, you know, Andy has come under fire because people are not liking the look of the way that he's talking and screaming at these women. And Jennifer also has come forward and said that, you know, she's used to it because Andy's always been rude to her from her perspective. So um, so yeah, so that's where we're at with that. Um, what else did we kind of see? We apparently Louie hired a PI to reach out to Rachel Fuda's, um, son, Jaden's a birth mom. And I don't understand this. I mean, if this is true, this is so wild guys. Like why would Louie be reaching out to PIs to like get in touch with this birth mom? Like it, it doesn't even make sense. And I don't know why everyone thinks that. I think that, you know, everyone's kind of going hard at Louie because he made this comment about Bo Deedle having all this information on all the cast. But 
Bo Deedle has come out and said that he was never hired by Louis and that like he's really upset that that was said because that's not what his job is and he's never been hired to do anything to look into these people and Teresa and Louis have clarified that like he was pissed off in the moment and so he said that but I think that because he said it now everyone is like you did it anything that has happened bad in their life it's because Louis hired this PI and it just like I don't understand because I can't I can't understand why he would want to do that. That's like too dark of a web that I can't figure out. And so I'm 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 at a loss. I know we're gonna get into that more next week, but I'm just at a loss. Um we get the friends of Jennifer Fessler and Jackie both join. Um we talk about Jennifer's sort of plastic surgery journey and why she looks so different. Um you know, I thought she looked fine on the show. And I think that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to be offensive. But I thought she looked good on the show. Um, and at the reunion, I, I think she looked good on the seer, the season. Let's put it that way. Um, and Jackie, you know, they talk about kind of her health journey. And, you know, she admits it was hard for her to uh, be a friend of this season. But she was like, you know, ultimately I needed to focus on my health. And this just wasn't the right thing for me at the time. And and so then, you know, she talks about how she's like put a little weight on and she feels better and, you know, she's just in a good place. Um, and so Andy asks, you know, about Ozempic because Dolores is on Ozempic and Marge is on, but I don't think has admitted it. But I think someone else sort of outed her that she was on it. And then Jennifer Fessler has admitted that she's on it. So a lot of the cast is on it. And uh, so Andy asks, like, you know, Dolores has been really open about this. Like, what are your thoughts about it? And she talks about why she thinks it's unhealthy and why it's an unhealthy mindset to be on something like this and being obsessed with weight loss. And so I don't really know that there was like that even needed to be addressed because like, obviously that's what Jackie's going to feel and say. So it is what it is. Um, then we have a whole debate over the word conversating and whether or not it's a word or not. And, you know, Danielle is is proven that it is actually a word in the dictionary and Marge's response is that she would not put it on a college application um which you know is Marge's kind of way of calling her either trash or dumb in some kind of way um but the big kind of reveal was that Jennifer already had told Melissa about the rumor of Melissa kissing the guy in the back of the car and Danielle didn't know that. And that was this big reveal that everyone was like, are you like, I mean, Andy was like, Danielle, do you feel set up? And she's like, wait, I don't understand the timeline of it. And apparently Jennifer had a conversation pre-season after having the conversation with Laura that and learning this information that Marge had this rumor is she called Melissa and told her, and Melissa said, I already know it, because Teresa called my brother to tell him about it. And Jennifer was like, okay, well, I just wanted you to know that this is something that was said, and, you know, putting it out there. So Danielle was like, well, why did you guys not, like, tell me that part? And Jennifer's like, look, like, it was, it, it came out, it was, you asked me what it was, then at the party, when you told me you were going to tell her, we had already gone down that narrative from the from the show's perspective. And so I didn't I didn't stop you, but I told you it wasn't a good idea. 
And that's just kind of how it played out. And so everybody was like, they set you up. Like Teresa and Jennifer set you up to bring this onto the show. And do you see that? And it does look that way. So at least from Jennifer's perspective, and but Danielle's like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But then we get her hot mic moment where, you know, she goes backstage and you can hear her whispering in her mic or covering her mic, but hear her whispering to her husband, they set me up. And so that's where I'm like, we need to get cameras rolling soon on this because now we need to see how Danielle plays with these women again, because she's, she clearly feels like she's been set up, but on the couch, she remained loyal. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and then we're getting ready for the guys to, you know, there's a lot of backstage footage that we keep cutting to. The guys are really riling each other up backstage. Um, you know, Frank is there talking about like that he's ready to bring it because of uh, something that happened between Frankie Jr. and uh, Louis's company. And then we see some unseen footage from the season where Frank's telling Joe like, yeah, you know, uh, Frankie's not working with Louie anymore. He showed up for work one day and the doors were locked and apparently he just didn't have a job anymore. And, you know, so there, he's all upset. Louie was like shirtless the entire time. I was like, why? I feel like Louie needs to have a shirt on, on camera, period. Like get a, get a shirt on this blueberry head and, you know, it's too much. It's too much. Um, I don't know. I don't know why we needed him to be half undressed for all of these scenes. Uh, but they're getting ready. And, you know, here's the other thing about Frank, I got to say, is like, why is he even still on? Because he's there like really riling Joe up. Like, oh, yeah, you don't have any family. You know, he's saying all these things and he's not married to any of these women. And Dolores now has Polly, who's also there because Frank used to sit behind uh, Dolores. But now Polly's going to sit there. And as we've seen for the scenes for next week, Frank is sitting next to Joe behind Margaret and behind and next to, well, I guess in between the Joes, Margaret's husband and Melissa's. And it's like, Frank doesn't even have a place on the show anymore. So why is he there? I, I have completely turned on Frank. I just, the way that he has been coming across this season, I'm not, I don't like it. I don't like, he came across like weak in so many ways. He came across as like a, a pot stirrer. It was too much. So I'm, I could do without Frank. Um, and so, you know, then we get uh, back to kind of the couches. Melissa and Teresa are both just, you know, screaming at each other, going back and forth, you know, being really childish. Like, no, you did. No, you did. No, you did. No, you did. And it's back and forth. Like Andy's getting upset. He's screaming at them to stop. But then they don't stop. They just keep going. I think he screamed twice at them. And they just kept going. And he's like, at, at one point, I think it was later, um, it wasn't this moment, but there was another part where he just started like talking really loud over all the women and he just starts like yelling over the women and they all kind of took notice. And he's like, I'm just going to talk louder than you all because you guys don't stop talking and I need to like, we need to move this thing forward. And so he's getting real irritated with these women. Um, and then we get back to, you know, Margaret and Jennifer, and they're talking about the bill stuff again, and Jennifer, why she went to see Laura, and, you know, she was like, I was mad. I was, like, reliving all this stuff that had happened because the season was playing out in front of me, and it was on, and I was mad. And Laura kept reaching out to me, saying that she had all these things, so I was like, I'm going to hear what she has to say. And I think that's, you know, a good thing. And then, you know, but then we bring up the disheveled drug addict comment, and Marge, like, 
you know, back backtracked because she's like, well, I do it too. And oh yeah, I know I had people at my house smoking pot and I was supportive of it. And so Andy's like, well then why the disheveled drug addict comment? And we didn't really get anywhere with that because Marge can never sort of back up the things that she says. Um, but it, it didn't, I don't know if it like fully ended well for Jennifer and Marge. I just think that like, they both need to, there is a point at which like all of these women need to sort of like say, we're either moving on from the past or we're not because we kind of keep recycling things over and over and over again. And it's like, they make amends and then they're just like right back to where they started. And so that's, you know, it, it gets a little bit confusing and it gets a little tiring. Um, I mean, we've been dealing with the Melissa Teresa stuff for 11 years. So, and it's, and we are still talking about the same things. Um, but then that's where we get to Margaret sort of accusing Louie of calling her child at work to threaten him. And she had like some phone records that show Louie's cell phone number, which Teresa confirmed is his number. Again, this is like the Jaden thing. And I'm like, why is Louie call like getting involved in the children's lives of these women? And like, what is that doing? Like when she says he called his, her child at work to threaten him. And I'm like, threaten him with what? What does he have on his son or her son? I don't understand. What are we threatening? It's really, really wild stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's like, Teresa's like, you know, ultimately Louis is going to have to explain what's going on here. But like, you know, that's not, I don't believe it. And, you know, they're talking about how there's like spoofed numbers and people can spoof a number and make it look like it was someone. And, you know, Andy's like, yeah, I am getting calls from spoof numbers and Marge is like, no, no, that can't be it. And I don't know. It's, there's just so much that is so strange with this. And again, it's like the, the Rachel stuff. Like, I don't understand how, how or why Louie would be invested in these people's like personal lives deeper than like the show and just like digging up dirt on these people. Like, I think they all do that. They all try to get dirt so that they can bring it on the show and, and launch it at each other in these moments. But I don't understand the, I don't know where we're going with the children part of it. That piece of it is just, I don't, I don't get at all. Um, but you know, they, her and Teresa square off and um, she is like, you're a criminal. And so is he. And, it's it's dark. It's very, very dark. And next week looks even darker because all the guys come out. You can feel the tension. These people, at least, I mean, Teresa and Joe have not seen each other in months in person. There is a lot of hatred in that room right now. There's a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, and you can just feel it. And yeah, the preview for next week, it just, it looks, it looks dark. And Oof, I don't know what's, I don't know where we're going to go from here, but you know, and the one thing I will say is like the name calling is getting to be too much. It's like they're hurling like insults at each other, which it makes it not feel like I'm all for the drama, right? I was living for the Vanderpump rules and there was names called, and maybe there's like an element of like something to do with like just how dark this is all getting, but it's like, everyone is calling each other these like horrible, horrible names. And sometimes that just feels like too much. So that was Jersey. It was explosive. We're getting the conclusion next week. And man, I'm, 
I'm not hopeful because we know that, you know, Melissa and Teresa and Joe, there, there's no, there's no amends that were made. So we know that already, but I just don't know. I don't know where we're going to go from here. So we, we shall see, but um, moving into a little lighter note, The Real Housewives of OC is back. It premiered last week and Tamara Barney, I guess, or Tamara Judge, sorry, still, still know her as Tamara Barney, um, but she's Tamara Judge. She returns and the season opens with this like epic montage of her on her motorcycle. Like she's Dylan McKay from 90210 flashing back to her most explosive moments. And, you know, she pulls up at her house and rips the uh, the helmet off and shaking her hair. It was everything. It was everything. Um, what a return. And I feel like one of the first things she says straight out the gate is, so when I left the show, I was in a bush. <laughs> and then we get the flashback to when she's crying and hiding in the bush. <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably and Gina's trying to like comfort her. And she's like, yeah, I'm not, I didn't want to go out like that. So I'm back. I've got a new perspective. I'm not going to call people out anymore. And it's like, mm, don't know how long that's going to last. So we'll see. But we learn, we get kind of caught up on what's going on with Tamara. Um, we learned that they're closing or they're closed cut fitness and COVID, um, their, their business. Tamara's mom is living there with them. Um, which seems to be going well. I mean, Tamara and her mom didn't always get along, but it seems like they're in a good place. Um, so, you know, we have some fun. We have some fun scenes with them. Uh, then we start getting into some of the other ladies. You know, Emily and Shannon get together for a hike to catch up. We learn that Sham Shannon and Tamara are estranged. Um, Shannon's upset because she feels like Tamara abandoned her and got mad at her when she got fired from the show. And then Tamara went on all these podcasts and started saying negative things about Shannon. And so she's like, yeah, we haven't talked in like two plus years. And meanwhile, they're like feeding the dogs water in the bowls. And when Emily started drinking out of the dog bowl after Shannon's dog had, I, well, I completely turned on Emily in that moment. I, I wasn't a big Emily fan to begin with. I think that like she's been given quite a lot of chances to be a housewife. And I have felt like her storylines have always been a little lackluster, but her drinking out of a dog bowl is unforgivable. I'm sorry. I, no, no. She defends it by saying, well, I've heard that dog's mouths are like one of the cleanest things. It's like, no. First of all, how dare you take that water from that dog? It was hot out there. And second of all, how dare you do that on national television? So yeah, I am done with her. Um, and then we get to uh, like a little montage of like what's going on with Gina. She's like with her kids, they're getting their braces off. They're, you know, rolling around town um, in the backseat eating candy. And we're getting like some housewife stuff again. And that's what, you know, it made me think, I was like, this is what this show used to really be. Now it's it's been so focused in some of these, especially in some of these other cities, it's so focused on the drama where they're always at like an event so that there can be this explosive drama moment. And then they go from event to event just like for drama. And we sometimes miss them just being housewives too. And so it was nice to see some of these things and kind of get caught up with people. We're reminded that, you know, Gina's ex-husband is, I mean, he's hot guys. I, I know that he did some bad things and I know that I'm not condoning any of that behavior or what he did or say that it was forgivable, but man, he is hot. He is a hot one. So, um, I could have him back on, on our screens a little bit more. Um, then we, 
learn Heather and Terry, we see Terry got like knee surgery, Heather's, you know, wheelchairing him around their like mansion, going in their elevator, getting him into bed. And Heather reveals that she never hears from Gina anymore. And she's like, I thought that like we were, you know, great pals. And, you know, and then I just stopped hearing from her. And um, by the way, also Terry's face is wild. Like he has to stop. I know that he's a plastic surgeon, but he has to stop because here's the thing. I've never had plastic surgery, but if I were ever to decide that I might want some, I would want to go to one of the bests. And apparently Terry Dubrow is like, is one of the best. I mean, from what we, from what we hear. But if I showed up and I saw his face, I would be like, you don't have good judgment because your face is, I mean, he, he is starting to look not normal. Um, so he's got to like really, really slow down on that. But, um, but they have like a conversation just to kind of like set up basically that, you know, this scene where Gina is going to stop by unannounced. And then she starts talking Heather's ear off and Heather's like, well, I just want to know why you didn't call me. And, you know, Heather's trying to create like a drama moment and like have a moment with Gina and Gina's like oblivious. And she's just like, Oh my God, there's so much in the summer and blah, blah, blah. And I'll gun then the kids and they're on camp and they're doing this. And she's like, the summer just got away from me. And Heather keeps trying to be like, yeah, but not even a text. Like, you know, and you had other events and you invited other people and never invited me. And, Gina's like, oh, I mean, you you don't even, these things aren't fancy enough for you. And that's why I didn't invite you. And it's, I don't know. So it's, it see, Heather just kind of was like, okay, great. Well, now that we're friends again, let's, let's go pick out a comforter for my son moving to his dorm room. And Gina's like, great. So, but I don't know. Like, is there something there? I'm not sure. I guess time will tell. Um, we meet the new housewife, Jen, uh, and her boyfriend, um, Jen is coming on as a friend of Tamara who, you know, went to cut fitness, who did bodybuilding. Um, and so they seem to have a lot in common. They seem to know each other. Um, she seems okay. I, I didn't have any like real negatives. I didn't get a lot. Like we were just kind of introduced. She's got her boyfriend. She lives with her ex-husband or they share a house, I guess, because he actually lives in Oklahoma, but I guess the house is still his and hers technically. Um, we hear like he works for her family business. Her family loves her ex and like, I guess had an intervention with her when she wanted to, to divorce him. And there was a lot of love lost with the family in that. So it sounds a little, you know, dramatic. We learn later that there might be some infidelity that happened, but obviously Jen's not talking about that. She's just kind of like, I moved on um, because he wanted to live in Oklahoma and I didn't. So we'll see. I think there's, I think there's something there. I mean, she seems all right. And if, as long as she gets in the mix with these ladies and, you know, she starts to bring something, I think that it'll be, it'll be an interesting ride. You know, new housewives, we always have to give them a little time. Um, but uh, then, so she's, ho she also like hosts or has a yoga studio. And so she's hosting like an outdoor yoga event. So she's kind of inviting everybody. We're starting to see the women come together. Tamara, Heather, and Gina get together to play pickleball. And at that, you know, Heather mentions like, oh, I might bring Shannon to this yoga event. And Tamara's like, you know, she was an asshole and I haven't heard from her and we're not friends anymore. And so Heather's like trying to make a pathway for them to rebuild. Is like, well, let's just like see, let's start anew. Let's find out if we can make this work. So then we're, you know, getting ready for the yoga event. We're at the yoga event. I love that Tamara is 
getting full on glam for yoga. I mean, I get that they're filming and, and that's the reality of the reality is that she's actually going to film a scene, but like they show her getting ready and like she's got a full glam team there just to put her in a yoga suit. Um, and oh God, the yoga itself, incredible. I mean, incredible, like incredible scene work from Shannon. She is so funny. Like there are some problematic things about Shannon, but she is so funny doing yoga, like falling over. She doesn't have any balance. She's making all the noises. All I kept thinking is I was like, why do I need Sonia Morgan and Shannon Bedore on an ultimate girls trip immediately? Like these two women, I feel like would get into so many antics. And if this Luann, Sonia, crappy island or crappy lake or whatever it is, it becomes like a thing. I feel like we need to add Shannon Bedore to the to the mix because they would just be wild together. Like it would be amazing. I think it would be magic. So I'm putting them up as Ultimate Girls Trip uh, potential cast members for the next one. And um, what else happens at the yoga event? Emily and Tamara, they like make nice. I guess I forgot that they like had beef but they sort of decide like, we're gonna put down our rough exteriors and we're gonna get to the core of things and we're gonna like be nice to each other. So they have a moment. Um, and then everyone's just sort of chatting. The girl, Gina and Emily are talking to Tamara about like, you need to talk to Shannon. And Tamara's like, I know, I know. And they're like, you need to talk to her. Meanwhile, Shannon is like, she's kind of like lurking out off to the side to look for food. Cause again, Shannon, I mean, we'll never forget when she had to get the, the nacho chip uh, in, the, in the middle of the fight. Um, she was looking for the food and she's like literally just sort of like slithering around and then she suddenly overhears that they're talking about her and she's just like, oh, are you guys talking about me? And I loved though, because that could have like become an explosive moment. If that was Jersey, everyone would have been throwing fists, right? Like they all just sort of laughed about it. They were like, uh, yeah, it was, but, um, but you guys need to chat. So anyways, we're going to like Emily and Gina make their exit and Shannon and Tamara are like, hey, like, what's going on? And Tamara's like, you know, I just, I'm sad. And she's like, why are you sad? And she's like, I miss my best friend. Okay, this is somebody that you haven't seen in two and a half years. And Shannon's like, I do too. And then I get, Tamara just starts like unloading. She's like, everything's hard. And she's like, the dog died and cut fitness clothes. And she's like crying. And Shannon's like, I'm so sorry. And meanwhile, she's like getting, still trying to get the food. And you know, it's, it seems as though they agree. They're like, we need to get together and talk about it. I think we need to like get together to rebuild and figure out where this went wrong and we'll, we'll come together. So they agree to do that. The, the credits start rolling and we see that they agree, you know, we're going to get together for lunch. Then we get one week later, them showing up at the thing. We start getting clips of their conversation and it does not look like it's going to go well. So that's what's to come. It was a to, to be continued as these, as our housewives love to do in a premiere. They always like to keep us wanting more. Um, but that was our premiere of OC. I think it, I think it's going to be good. You know, Andy Cohen keeps saying it's a return to form on OC this season. And I felt it, I felt good energy. And, you know, coming off of like some really toxic things. I mean, obviously like the summer house, like Danielle, Lindsay drama was so toxic. Jersey is just like a toxic, 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 Oh my, I mean, it's so dark. Then of course we've got Scandaval, which is 
incredible to watch it all unfold and to learn all of these things, but it's also really dark. So OC was kind of our bright spot and like it's leading us into summer in like a really sunny space. And so I felt really good about that. Um, but I, and I'm excited for what's to come this season. And, um, and yeah, so that's all the things that were happening on uh, Bravo this week. Also, I guess a quick note, I don't cover Below Deck on here, but I do watch it. And if you guys are not watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht this season, this, la this last week's episode was so wild with the love triangle of these like long running cast members that is like building and it's, it's amazing. Uh, it was a really good week for that as well. So if you don't watch that, I, I recommend it. If you do watch it, let me know because um, I I don't talk about it here, but I will talk about it with you because it, it was good. I'm all for and I and I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm Daisy and Colin. I think I'm I'm on their team. I'm on their team. So um, let's see what happens there. But that's our episode for today, guys. Uh, more to come. We have a very special guest uh, coming on Thursday's episode where we're gonna talk more about Housewives because I'm just gonna say it. He's an expert. He is truly an expert when it comes to recapping and talking about the housewives. In fact, he might've even written a book about it. So that's a little teaser of what's to come, but we've got that coming on Thursday. And then more Bravo breakdowns. Um, we've got our OC and we got to finish out this dark season of Real Housewives of New Jersey. And until then, I'm Chris Vetrano. Don't forget to rate and subscribe so that you never miss an episode of The Gist. And of course, you can follow me on my socials. As I always say, I'm at CM Vetrano on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And um, yeah, until next time, thanks so much for listening. Bye.